This is ridiculous. <sighs> to do a little dance. <laughs> Trying to make a little love. But not really getting down to that. <laughs> can we get in tr- can we get in copyright trouble for that? No, we can just say we can yeah. say <laughs> lyrics of songs. I don't think that's illegal. Ice ice, baby. <laughs> we will we will rock you. <laughs> everybody welcome to this week's episode of this is my bourbon podcast uh the official podcast of this is my bourbon shop where we talk with friends about what makes bourbon the spirit of kentucky my name's perry thank you all so much for being here with us in 2018 uh we had a little break over the holidays and with me this week is uh, the other half of the home base co-host we had the first half (laughs) last full episode we've we've split into two (laughs) split off yeah for a couple of weeks. Uh, Tanner's here with us this week. Tanner, Hi. hey, buddy. Hello. Hey, man. How were your holidays? They were holi- holicious is what I was going to say. <laughs> I don't know why. But we'll Holi- go, we'll holiday-rific. Go oh, that's good. That's rough. That's, that's holiday-dangerous. That's, that's, oh, going down that, there we go. There's a shirt. There's a shirt There's for the shirt. you. Um, <laughs> a minute in and we're ready. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a couple, couple quick things up top before we really get into the meat of everything. Um, first off... Uh, if you missed it, we had a little special bonus episode um, a couple weeks ago about what our best bourbons of 2017 were. Um, Curtis was on for that. Tanner, you, what'd you say your, your best bourbon of 2017 was? We wound up saying, I don't know if you've heard it or not, but we wound up saying the William LaRue Weller mm. uh, BTAC. Um, and the caveat was something that was released in 2017 that you had that you really liked. Oh. Darn. As I'm putting you on the spot right yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, I think I think in the in the text I didn't know that caveat was it was Yeah, just, it, it was kind of a spur of the moment thing sure. too when, was, when we were actually uh, recording. It was seventeen ninety two, just because seventeen ninety two has had a great year for me. Just personally, in general. Yeah. Um from not really knowing about it that much to drinking it a lot. Yeah. Well the um the two hundred and twenty fifth anniversary was one of the ones that I threw into um my top five. Mm. Curtis only has a top one, but anyway, all of this being said, if you, uh, missed that little bonus episode, it's only about 20 minutes long. Go check it out. Um, it's on iTunes, Google play, uh, Podbean. Did I say YouTube? You did not. I didn't say YouTube. Oh, and now, uh, Bandcamp. Whoa. Um, we actually have the show on Bandcamp now. You nice. can download everything. Um, if you're trying to get caught up as a whole season. Um, oh, cool. so you know, you can go check it out. Uh, you can you can also purchase the show through Bandcamp. I'm not saying you have to, but that option is always there if that's the way you want to support the show. Uh, and speaking of supporting the show, our Patreon is live. Hey. Um, has been for a couple of weeks. Uh, if you head to patreon.com slash this is my bourbon podcast, uh, we have some awesome little tiers on there uh, that we're going to hopefully start rolling some fun stuff out through uh, once we get some some patrons on board. Uh, one of those things is when we're not doing it tonight, um, is recording the show on video too, um, and having that be an exclusive. Um, but if you, you know, like you donate so much, you can get a shirt from the shop for free basically. Um, uh, and so on and so forth. But anyway, what's your favorite tier? What's my favorite? Yeah. What's the, what's the best tier you think? 
Best best bang for your buck as a patron. Well, here's the thing. Um, I threw up a fifty dollar tier. You threw up. Oh no. <laughs> I threw up. I threw. That's the story of my holidays. I threw up. That's fifty dollars. Fifty dollars. Hell of a story. Fifty dollars per vomit. Um, no, I threw up a, a fifty dollar tier for anybody who was crazy enough to to donate that much. Sure. Um, and it it's everything up to uh, the shirt. Uh, plus a little special bonus gift oh. that I haven't uh, disclosed yet to oh, anybody. Oh, it's a secret. It is a secret. So um, that is very specific to the $50 tier. So, so just a $50 bill? <laughs> a, lot of, go, a lot of value It goes right one. back into your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just tell us, uh, send the receipt. It's a tax deductible. <laughs> Actually, don't even just send us the money. We'll send you stuff. <laughs> That's not true. I'm completely no, we're, breaking we're, this model. Yeah, please just... Give us, give us your money. Uh, but no, don't, don't feel obligated by any means. Uh, you know, bourbon is an expensive hobby, um, as we all kind of know, uh, to donate to the show. But if you feel so inclined, uh, we will not say no. We will really appreciate it. <laughs> and uh, donate 50 a month and find out what that special surprise is. And, uh, you know. I mean, I want to find out. You, <laughs> it's, a, it's a date with Perry. Wednesday. No, I'm just kidding. That'd be rough uh and then the the third thing i wanted to uh clarify a point from the last actual episode um we did a review of uh henry mckenna single barrel um the bottom and bond um i only gave the um the barrel number of that one we gave it like super high marks because it was like Mm -hmm. something we'd never had before in terms of the the henry mckenna sure um the barrel number was three four four six. It kind of dawned on me that um, it's not the only three four four six that has existed in the history of Henry McKenna. Mm. Um, what's important is the distilling season, uh, which was um, the first distilling season of two thousand seven, uh, which uh, makes it, which means that it would have come out in um, the first half of twenty seventeen. Um, so, man, she is really determined, isn't she? Yeah. Um, so it's going to be kind of hard to find. I did find a bottle recently of uh, um, 2016 Henry McKenna that is also exceptional. Um, so, you know, just kind of in general, Henry McKenna is a really good bourbon. But I just wanted to clarify that before we um, jumped into everything. So that being said, Tanner. Yes. Um, and and I, I don't even want to jump into the topic firsthand. Um, before we do that, I want to ask you because, um, and I have an answer that is ridiculous kind of answer. But oh, no. did you have a, a best video game of 2017? I do. Really? What is it? And I haven't decided which one it okay. is yet. Do you have top um, five in no In no particular order? order? Sure, yes. Yeah. Uh, so, top five in no particular order. Now, I'm going to throw this caveat in here. Um, there are some games that I've bought on the Steam sale that I want to get to from this year Yeah. that I haven't gotten to yet. Um, so, notable, notable exceptions. I've not gotten to play Wolfenstein um, or Shadow of... War now it used to be Shadow Mordor. Uh, those naming was that the sequel to yes Shadow Mordor. Okay, yeah, Uh, and then uh, some smaller indie games that I want to get to. Mm -hmm. Top five, no particular order. Um, PUBG Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Okay, um, it it was my game of the year for a long time. I don't know if it's my game of the year now. I'm I'm not sure why, but I've got like 275 hours in that game this year. (laughs) I bought it in July. Jeez, game's insane. Um, Man. Super Mario Odyssey. Heard fantastic. I think we talked about that on the show yes, before. It's amazing. Heard great things. Uh, the, the real unknown right now is Legend of the Zelda Breath of the Wild. Why is I've, that? I've played about 20 hours of it. I'm not as deep into it as I would like to okay. before making gotcha. a final decision. It's fantastic. 
Um, two other games that are smaller and you may not have heard of are um, another, or sorry, uh, a normal lost phone, which is. There's some dog stuff happening. There's That's some why I'm real dog loving going on right Sounding now. flustered. Um, so <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, no, you're good. A, a normal lost phone, which is on mobile devices on PC, um, where the the whole concept of the game is that you find a phone, and you have to try to like piece together what happened. Why is this phone just sitting? Oh, here? cool. Gotcha. Um, it's maybe two hours at the That's most. That's interesting. It's really interesting. That reminds me of um, oh, what what's it called? It came out around the same time as the the game The Room. Um, it was okay. another it was another mobile game. It was like the Silent Age or something like that. Okay. Um, mobile is not my strong suit. Sure. I mean, sure. That's about all I do anymore. Anyway, in, in yeah. terms of gaming, but um, uh, where it was kept set during the Cold War era, and you had to kind of piece oh, cool. together this mystery of of like a janitor who was working in a big multi million dollar company and everything nice. and it's a lot of fun. I never actually finished it, but yeah. from what I what I played of it I enjoyed. And then the and um, then the fifth one, which is really the dark horse here. Okay, so PUBG I've thought was my game of the year all along all mm-hmm. because I just put so much time into it and it's such a different model from any other game I've played. Zelda is the real contender for me right now as far as is that game better than PUBG? I don't know yet. I don't have enough time. Sure. The real dark horse here is Emily is away too. Interesting. Do you know anything about this game? I, I feel like I've heard about the first one. Okay, so this I, is the second one, T-O-O, yeah. but it's the second one. Okay. Um, they're not connected in any way. Well, like Easter egg maybe, but they're not connected in any way okay. story-wise. They're both games you play in AOL Instant Messenger. Like the game is an AOL Instant Messenger. It okay. <laughs> and there are different characters that will respond to you different ways depending on how you... It is the game that easily I connected with most this year. Really? The emotional resonance in that game is insane. Wow. I cried on stream playing Holy it. Holy crap. It was a whole thing. Like, it, that game got to me. Kevin so, Smith in it. All right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know exactly where that falls on. Like, it's so hard to compare that game to, like, Zelda. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for, for sure. I mean, um, it's two completely different But animals. as far as just creating an emotional response for me, that's sort of the dark horse. Yeah. Very cool. Um, was your worst, and, and I feel like this is the worst game for everybody, was it Star Wars Battlefront 2? <laughs> See, I didn't play it, so I guess so. Because um, I love by, Battlefront 1, but everybody, yeah. yeah the, but pure the game is actually decent. Yeah. But, yeah but once you get the, caught up in microtransactions. The, the box situations, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, it, it is ridiculous. I actually <laughs> put a picture up of it on the Instagram. Oh, yeah. Um, but the Super Nintendo Classic, I've had a lot of fun oh, with. Oh, yeah, you've got that. I did I get saw it. Yeah, I have playing I, it on your story. I have the regular Nintendo Classic. Oh, nice. Too, yeah, I um, that I got last year for Christmas. And I actually played it today while I had some downtime. And That's I was so like, awesome. this, is, this is fantastic. The controls lag a little bit. It's a mm. little bit slow. I don't... Mm. It's fine, though. It is sure. what it is. It's I mean, you know, yeah, exactly. It's enjoyable. But yeah. um, I had no problems with the Super Nintendo Classic. Nice. I'm a big old school video sure, game guy. You know, I don't I, I haven't taken a whole lot of time to delve into like the more modern stuff. And really, the only time that I play video games is if I've been drinking a little bit, too. Mm, and then I'm course. like, then I'm That's like, video yeah, games are the best. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, I got nothing else to do. You know, I may as well dive into something. And, yeah. you know, I'm a big Mario guy. I love Zelda. Sure. Um, but yeah, that's my. Even though no, it doesn't no, really I think count. that's totally valid. Yeah, but it, it, I mean, it's more of a, um, you know, an emulator than it is anything right, else. But, um, I, and I've seen a lot of people too who are complaining about Nintendo releasing um, the NES. And this is, you know, of course, so far off topic from Bourbon. But, you sure. know, I, I was curious because I, I've been really into everybody's top 
of the year list yeah, yeah. recently. And I'm going to, I've been working on a write up for my top games of the year. So oh yeah. And, and will you be happen. talking about it on your other podcast as well? So Dormcast is on hiatus. Um, Uh-oh. yeah, it's hard to where I'm at work most of the time and Jay's at school. Our schedules rarely ever line up. Um, so I'll, I'll put something out somewhere. Okay. I'll, I'll post sure. something probably right up. Yeah. Um, well, if not, you heard it here first. Yeah, that's my tentative <laughs> top five. I don't know where everything's going to land. Um, but I have seen a lot of people complaining about Nintendo putting out um, the NES and the Super Nintendo classics as almost more cash grabs than like there being any real value right. to them. But at the same time, like I think the nostalgia is really what is the most valuable about it. Um, and I mean, sure, you can illegally go and download ROMs and, and mm-hmm. get emulators and everything, but I think this is just a much more visceral experience than um, doing things illegally. <laughs> I completely agree with you. The only problem I have with it is the scarcity. I think that's They fair. are treating themselves as a toy maker and not a games maker. Yeah. That's what's bothersome. I, 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 I think can... for 60 bucks, that is incredible value. I would totally buy one oh, if I could sure. get my hands on it. But For sure, yeah. Um, and I mean, I got real lucky get, getting it getting them both for Christmas. I mean, you know, one last right, year right, right. this year and everything, but, um, and I'm, I'm real bummed. The super Nintendo's at my mom and dad's right mm. now. Cause I played it Christmas night and I just hadn't had a chance to yeah, yeah, go back and get it yet. Cool. But yeah. anyway, okay. So bourbon podcast exclusive, sure. Tanner Chaney's top five in no particular <laughs> order of video games of the <laughs> yeah. year, top five 2017. Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we on this bourbon drinking podcast are drinking bourbon. Uh, and we Imagine are, that. yeah, what a surprise. Um, and right now I have a dog on my lap, so it's making it a little bit hard to reach out. Um, we are drinking on a, a older bottle of Knob Creek, uh, small batch, um, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. It's a hundred proof. Uh, this is actually a bottle that is still age stated. Um, back in the day, Knob Creek used to be nine years old. And then within the past couple of years, they took the age off. Um, so that means it's anywhere probably between six or seven uh, to nine years old. So it was kind of fortuitous that I found this bottle. Tanner had said a couple weeks ago that he had a bottle of Knob Creek a long time ago and had never really gone back to it. Yeah. Um, and so I thought this was a good opportunity for Tanner to revisit it, kind of like we did with Curtis with uh, the Wild Turkey 101 um, if, if for the last episode of the year. Um, by the way, if you hear coughing from upstairs, Lucy's sick. So yeah, I wonder what she was. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's upstairs not oh. feeling well. So, um, you know. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and yeah, prayers. Yeah, tell her I said yeah. get better. Um, anyway, so how do you feel about this now that you've revisited it after uh, it, after a while? It's better. Um, I I don't know. I had this weird thing in my head where it's like, I think I talked about this last time when we talked about it, but it was almost a a consumerist problem rather than a drinking like like how it tastes problem. I sure. was just like, you know, I've had Knob Creek, cool box yeah. checked, um, but I'm not like that with other bourbons. Like I buy Woodford semi-regularly like i don't know why it was why i was that way with knob creek um i don't know if this is enough to buck that it's good but at the price point i don't know if i'm ever just gonna be like i want knob creek yeah and i mean you can you can find it in some places for 25 to 27 dollars which you know is cheaper than woodford is yeah um that being said you know if if it's just not your thing it's not your thing um I quite like it. I, I like it a lot, especially in compared to the single barrel. Not that I don't like the single barrel. I think mm. both are phenomenal, but for, for very different reasons. Um, I just think that the, the small batch is a little bit more well-rounded. It's got so much like nuttiness to it, too, mm-hmm. um, that I think is uh, it kind of sends it over the edge for me um, without it being you know too overpowering or, or anything. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy to hear that you at least uh, would consider it again. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah for sure. Yeah. 
Um, all that being said, uh, the topic for the week, uh, and we're going to kind of um, come back to this in the future, um, and we'll, we'll get to that later on, but I wanted to talk about, because Tanner is really kind of the youngest bourbon drinker, I think, mm-hmm. out of the out of the three of us. The baby bourbon boy. Yeah, I can't, yeah. Remember, exactly. <laughs> I can't remember if there was a barrel in there or not. No, just... just baby bourbon boy. Baby right. bourbon boy. Sure. Um, and so I, I wanted to take things back to the beginning. Which I'm... Am I the youngest of us? Uh, you were born in 95? Yeah. And so was Kurt, right? Yeah, but he's older than me. Then yeah, you are the youngest out of the three of us. Yeah, I am the baby bourbon boy. Interesting. Um, That actually never occurred to me. Um, So we're going to, you know, kind of dial it back to uh, more early stages of bourbon. You know, we talk a lot about the, um, what we really look for in bourbon and, um, you know, some of our harder to find favorite bourbons and, and all that good stuff. But um, and when our very first episode, we talked about how we all got into bourbon. Mm-hmm. What is it, dog? It's okay. It's okay. You got him. You got him. No. It's okay. I'm leaving all this in, by the way. Mm. <laughs> this is the segment of the show called Calming the Dog. <laughs> this has been a nice rambling yeah. 20 minutes so far. Oh, this show. All right, yeah. cool. <laughs> That's a weird episode. Um, yes, absolutely. Um, but we talked about, you know, going back to what we first started drinking out with. And mm. you said what originally, I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head. It was uh, like your, your first kind of bourbon that you... The first drink. bourbon I owned was Bullet. I think the first... Gosh, I don't know what the first bourbon I tasted was. I imagine it was Jim. I feel like that's most people's. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be our review for the for the episode later on, just because that's, you know, again, what so many people go to. Yeah. I, I've never, <laughs> I've never tried KG because no one has ever been cheap <laughs> enough to have it. Um, I, I have, I think I have some. It's do you either, really? It's either that or KT. Well, I can't, I can't remember for sure. Surprising um, just, it was one of those things where it was like, let's kind of have around just sure. in case. Um, I've tried some other really cheap bourbons, but I, I think that, yeah, I think I think my first drink of bourbon was probably Jim. Mm-hmm. Or maybe Maker's. I think mine was Maker's. Because that's the one that, you know, somebody's dad offers you. Like, hey, kid, here's some bourbon. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that doesn't sound creepy it's at Kentucky. all. It's <laughs> Kentucky. Hello. <laughs> that's a rite of passage. Oh, no, for sure. Um, I don't know if I ever actually talked about, like, when I started getting into bourbon on the mm-hmm. first episode. I think I went back and I was like, huh, I'd ask Curtis and Tanner, but I didn't divulge um, hey perry how'd you get into bourbon <laughs> well since you asked um my dad was uh and you know i've had my dad on the show before too my dad was always really big into makers so makers was one of those that was kind of just sitting around the house um so i kind of had this inclination like oh makers is what i should be drinking so that was what i started out with um i wasn't a huge fan of it because it was um at that time a little too not strong but just kind of um there was like a real sharp alcohol mm. taste Too to abrasive. it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and like after coming back to it, uh, you know, I liked it. I liked it more. Um, but then I went through like, you know, Jim Beam. I think I had a bottle of Jim Beam Devil's Cut at one point, oh, wow. okay. which I got violently sick on. <laughs> <laughs> like drank way too much of it in the one night. The devil got back at you. No, he, he, boy, did he. Um, <laughs> and how? And then I kind of dialed back for a little while. Um 
to Jim Beam American Honey. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> which isn't even bourbon. Yeah, you went entirely um, basic. I, on I me. really, I really did. Um, and I thought I was so cool at that point because really? I was like drinking it straight. That's awesome. Um, or putting it in uh, like lemonade or stuff like that. And okay. you know, I still like bourbon and lemonade um, from time to time. It's a great summer drink. Sure. Um, but <laughs> mostly you, because lemonade's a great summer drink. Well, all, true. But if you yeah. want to, you know, kick it over the edge a little no, bit. No, sure, of course. Um, you know. Or, or American honey or um, something like that. You know, it's just a, a very interesting little cocktail. Um, but, you know, I had Jim Beam. I had um, Evan Williams and, and Woodford and all that good stuff that you kind of roll into as yeah. you're, you're starting out with bourbon and found my home with Bullet for a little while. Yep. And then it just kind of blew up from there. Mm. Um, and bourbon, I, I think up until really 2017, bourbon was just kind of around for me. I was That was my go-to drink, but then I really started getting serious about it um, as soon as I found people like Chad and Sarah of Bourbon Night. Sure. Um, uh, and seeing that like I could actually do something with it instead of right. it just being like... <laughs> a spirit. <laughs> a spirit, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so, you know, the, the, all of this was kind of born within the past, um, you know, six to eight months of, of drinking bourbon and having good friends around to talk about. But, um, yeah, again, Jim Beam was one of my, my first ones too. Um, did you find that you liked bourbon when you first tried it? I don't know. I, I, I do want to say, I think that currently right now I'm probably, probably, where was that? <laughs> my mouth just slowed down for a half second. Probably. I think I'm probably, <laughs> I think I'm probably, uh, like around 2016 Perry as opposed to 2017 Perry. I don't know if I've quite made the jump to I am nose to the ground in this. Um, sure, yeah. Maybe because I am in some other fields like gaming and wrestling. Like there, I have <laughs> only have so much time to be yeah, yeah, absolutely. as interested in this is This is what gaming is to you for, right, exactly, for me. Exactly, exactly. So. Um, and, you know, I, I love bourbon, but I, yeah, I, what was your question? <laughs> Oh, did I like bourbon when I first started? I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. The problem is I'm sober. I'm just tired. Um, Holidays will get you there. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was sort of a grit and bear it situation for me with bourbon. Yeah. Where it was like, this is okay. I'm a Kentuckian. I want to like bourbon. So I'm going to I'm gonna stick around. And I yeah. think eventually you just develop a, a taste for it, you I do guess. You do kind of, yeah. Um, and I, I do kind of feel, too, like it's just something that's buried deep inside with you. Sure. Um, that you kind of have to bring out after a little while, you know, if everybody that you know is drinking bourbon, sure, you're going to try it, but I don't know, like bourbon is not the most complex of spirits. Hmm. Um, I feel like it's one of the more widely acceptable ones though, you know, like people aren't sure there aren't many people our age who are <laughs> going out and drinking scotch. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or drinking rum neat. You right, know, I course. mean, rum is a party, party spirit. Yeah. You put um, it in punches and yeah exactly right. or you know not i almost said margaritas i was like that's completely that's wrong. fun that's completely wrong um also i just want to clarify real quick i said nose to the ground instead of ear to the ground bringing that back <laughs> just revisionist history but i i understood what you were saying sure. there though it, and like visually i was thinking nose to the ground because that means you're like moving forward where mm. ear to the ground is where you're kind of like falling Listening along what's yeah going exactly on. yeah um so I, I got it. I hope yeah. everybody else got it too. But thank you for clarifying. <laughs> uh, speaking of scotch, I went out with um, some people we work with, not people I work with day to day, but like one of our clients. Um, and one of the guys who is probably 25, 26, mm -hmm. ordered scotch. Like 
really nice like $60 shot of scotch. Interesting. And like he was like, here, try some of this. I'd never had scotch before. I'd, oh, really? Yeah. I'd, no What'd you think? It's pretty similar to bourbon. Like mm -hmm. it's close enough that I could appreciate it where I was sure. like, oh, this is good. I well, get this. Yeah. I mean, overall, it's got some of the same right. flavors uh, as far as like the palate goes, but I... It's too earthy for me. I get um, that. It's a little too smoky, too. Mm. Um, I don't mind some smokiness, but that, like with scotch, that just kind of is what is overpowering. Yeah. Um, that being said, I, I am, you know, we're nine episodes in. Yeah. <laughs> but sometime in the future, I would really like to, you know, have a scotch episode, have a, um, a rum episode, and, you know, kind yeah. of, um, especially as bourbon drinkers, compare the, the other spirits. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're not going to be drinking straight tequila or anything. For, oh, that'd be that'd be a that'd be a fun episode though. It'd be something. <laughs> this is that. Remember when we pitched doing all the like doing a bunch of episodes in one day? Oh, and which is going to happen eventually. We just need sure. to do all of the straight other alcohols. <laughs> be a real fun podcast by that episode. Oh man, four. I don't know if I'd be able to work my laptop by the end of that if we're like mixing. Audacity's just, just one eight-hour recording. <laughs> I'm like man, there is no space left. On, there's no space left on your two terabyte hard drive. It to erases save this. the beginning, so it starts like halfway through the second episode. We're already plastered. Perfect. Um, drink responsibly. Yeah, please, please. <laughs> That's something we don't say enough on this mm. show. Is please take don't. care of yourselves. Yes, absolutely. Um, if you were to go back to first time drinking bourbon tanner and say, hey, you should try this before you try anything else. What would you suggest? I know that. that <laughs> and I'm I going to tell myself from like four years ago. I'm going I'm going somewhere with this, uh -huh. too. See, it's interesting because I. I've developed a palate, so I don't know sure. what my palate was. Uh, um, that's a good point. But I would say all around recommendation. I don't think I was too far off with bullet like bullet. Is a good bourbon. Um, I still really like Bullet. I don't buy it much anymore, but maybe maybe Woodford because it took me a couple of years to try Woodford. Yeah, and I really enjoy Woodford. Mm -hmm. um, maybe Four Roses. I only tried Four Roses like last year. Oh really? Yeah. Um, just the regular yellow label, yeah, or just, okay, yeah. gotcha. Uh, so something like that. I I think I think the thing that turned me off from Knob Creek, and I think you kind of hit it without me realizing it, um, is that. It is very um, nutty and sort of. Um, I, I'm just doing a hand motion. I don't even know. Why <laughs> like, for anybody uh, who can't see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's an audio medium. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the the nuttiness, the sort of not bitterness, but that sort of flavor, I think, is maybe what took me off of it then, and maybe what is making me say like, okay, still not then. So I think my bad experience with it at the start maybe wasn't the right avenue to take if I had gone with something like Woodford. I think that's fair. Um, it, it's so, it's a little bit more complex, I think, than um, early drinkers can uh, appreciate yeah. or understand. Yeah. So um, I think if it's not the more standard vanilla caramel oakiness. Right. You know, it's a little bit harder to grasp. Yes. Um, so I, I definitely... Don't pick something that's like <laughs> tomato soup. <laughs> I'm getting one in every episode I'm in, it's, Perry. Yeah. It's, it's my thing. And it's great because no one knows what I'm saying. You know, we were going to actually review it um, 
last episode, but we were oh, like, really? no, let's wait for let's wait for Tanner to oh, get back you, because like we've that. you know Curtis and I have both had it, um, and it still kind of goes unnamed. Um, <laughs> but this it's the, the Voldemort of our show. It, it was a little bit spoiled though. Um, uh, what it, what we were actually talking about. But if anybody's jumping on board now. Um, you're not going to know. Until no one's actually... going to know. No, no. <laughs> like, that's the best part is I just keep saying tomato soup and there's no there's no reason. I'll be interested to see, though, if once you actually um, review it for the show, if right. that still stands as... It. Yeah, if that still stands as what you <laughs> That's going to be bizarre if I do. It, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. You should have told hysteric. me that was the one because I probably would have forgotten. <laughs> and so I would have been like, man, this one also tastes like tomato soup. Oh, man, everything great. tastes like tomato soup now. Is, is my tongue just tomato soup? So what I just poured for myself, you can have a little bit if you want. I don't know how much you, you're going to want of this. Um, uh, it's an it? It's another Knob Creek. It's a single barrel from um, the yeah, Frankfurt Kroger Wine and Spirits. Um, wow, it, up, all, the, all the way up to Frankfurt. Yeah, well, I had to, I had to go anyway today. Um which we'll talk about in a minute because I meant to do this at the top of the show and I just kind of forgot. Um, my buddy Swan, Swan the Bourbon Finder. Woo, Swan, go follow him on Ow. on uh, Instagram. I do. Um, oh, do you really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think he follows you too. We've talked about this before. Yeah. Um, let me know that there was a single barrel pick at the Kroger Wine and Spirits in Frankfurt. And... Nah. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Um, he said it's phenomenal. He gave me a little sample of it. Um... It is, instead of 12 years, it's 13 years, um, 120 proof. Um, I really quite like it. Um, You know, we're basically just kind of uncorking it for for this episode. Um, Oh, man. There's just so much caramel on that nose. Oh, wow, yeah. But I don't, you know, at 120 proof, I don't get a whole lot of the ethanol, um... And for a thirteen-year-old, I like on the nose. There's not too oh, much. Oh, that's oak. very good. Yeah. Wow, I'm a fan of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I Ooh, like. Okay. I like that a lot better than um. I I do, that Knob Creek small batch. Yes, agreed. Um. Oh man, it just keeps keeps on hitting you too mm. for a little bit. Um. <laughs> this is gonna be a strange comparison. I always like trying to give comparisons. To people maybe at my level of bourbon drinking, where mm-hmm. it's not like I'm not gonna I'm gonna compare it to something outside of bourbon. <laughs> it's almost like uh, like a cinnamon candy in in the amount of like how long yeah. it lasts in your mouth. Yep. Um, and I think that's actually really cool. Yeah, I'm a fan of that. Um, there's so much going on there on the finish too. I think I like the finish more than I do the the actual palate. Yeah, because um, like it it does take about twenty to thirty seconds for it to really kind of open up once you've taken the the first sip mm-hmm. um but once it does it's like super caramel like almost like salted caramel and then there's like a yeah. little bit of honey and a, like it, i mean it's just oh i'm a huge fan of this it's and and i think cornucopia uh oh yeah for sure yeah. <laughs> it's the cornucopia of bourbons um i want to um actually save this uh for a full review sure um uh, until we get uh wow yeah that finish is strange isn't it isn't it great though no it's good I yeah mean, it, it's a good strange it's just yeah. incredibly different than anything other i've ever had mm-hmm. it comes it's almost like a hot sauce where it just comes in waves oh definitely yeah hmm. which to me like means that i'm probably going to give it a fairly good score when we when we review <laughs> it just yeah yeah just because like i you know anybody who listens knows that i like something a little bit more complex um mm-hmm. than just a standard palette 
Um, but yeah, I, I look forward to us all kind of um, talking about it together on the show. Um, I would not. What? It just got a very strong pepper when I took a little bit more of a Interesting. Glass. Yeah. I haven't gotten any of that yet, but maybe I will in the last couple of sips. Um, hmm. I wouldn't uh, give either Knob Creek, Small Batch, or Single, single Barrel to a first-time bourbon drinker. Yeah, I think that was my mistake and yeah. the reason I'm not a huge Knob fan. And, and how, how far... How far? Wow. Classy. <laughs> Woo! How far into drinking bourbon were you when you actually had... Uh, it was Knob the Creek. second bottle of bourbon I ever had. Oh, wow, that's very loud. That was extreme. <laughs> VRV, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Classy jokes. And, and he's doing it in front of me, guys. Sorry, man. Mm. I really had to go. <laughs> <laughs> this water bottle. Have you watched um, Have you watched The Detour yet? No. It's so funny. Really? Oh, my gosh. It's hysterical. Um, I think it's right up your alley. In ter- in the Detour. Term. What is that again? It's on TBS. It's with... Um, right. Okay. Yes. What's Sorry, his name? I was thinking of the movie, and I have seen, uh, with Robert Downey Jr. and Zach Galifianakis. What was that movie called? Ah. Uh, I can't, I can't. Anyway. Remember. Like, it's not the road trip. That's what I was thinking too, but it's not right. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But anyway, yeah. it, it's got uh, whatever, uh, Samantha Bee's husband. Um, right, yeah. As the, as the main yes, guy. Yes, I know, which, I know um, which show we're talking about. Very, very funny. Um, but there was something in reference to what you just did in front mm-hmm. of me that I can't spoil for you because it's funny. Yeah. So it was the second bottle of bourbon that you ever bought. Um, did you have to kind of like dial it back a little bit? Yeah, I was mixing that? it more and more um, than I was drinking. Like with bourbon and Coke or? L.A. always. Oh, well, yeah. Um, We're in Kentucky. What yeah, am I talking about? Of course. Uh, I think it was actually <laughs> the bourbon I discovered bourbon and L.A. on. Um, Interesting. But no, yeah. I I mean, I didn't start drinking bourbon straight until about a year ago anyway. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, more than just I want to taste this bourbon. I wasn't the one who introduced you that introduced you to that was it? i mean as far as just like actually drinking bourbon to drink it straight oh okay pro- probably the first yeah. time i like just drank it to drink it straight yeah. was probably with you but i mean i would drink something straight when i first tried it and then you know try and then go something. from there sure yeah yeah for sure um what would you and and the way i approach it too is that i think 90 proof or lower mm-hmm is the best way to go for first-time drinkers. That makes sense. Um, would would you introduce somebody with a Jim Beam, um, or do you think that somewhere like a Bullet um, is a better way to go? I don't know, because I don't know if... So there was a buddy of mine who had never had bourbon um, recently who we had, I want to say a bottle of Woodford. No, it was Bullet. We had a, bull, a bottle of Woolet. Wow. A, wa- a, a wa- bottle of a bullet. bottle of woolet. Yeah, that's what Wait, I just said. Yeah, I said. A, <laughs> that I said was a, impressive. Whatever you just. I said, said a bottle of woolet. I cannot speak today. I promise. That's not the okay. It's it's Wednesday. Bottle of bu- bottle of bullet. I even pump faked on that one. Um, <laughs> but I had a bottle of bullet, and I told him to try it, and he hated it. Now I don't know if that was because he just didn't like bourbon or because it was bullet. Um, but I think <laughs> that it may be better to give someone sort of a more run-of-the-mill bourbon because no matter what, the higher-priced bourbon is going to be more complex in some regard, I would say. No, it, it, abso- it absolutely is. So maybe giving some... It's like it's like if someone's first ice cream flavor was Rocky Road. 
Like, that's going to be a different perspective than if it was vanilla or chocolate. Yeah. That's a really good way of putting it. Thanks. Um, and we'll, we'll bring that back up in, in the future, too, I think. Um, because that's a, that, I think that's the perfect analogy for yeah. introducing somebody to not just bourbon, but anything in particular. Right. Or anything in general. Excuse me. I mean, yeah, that, 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 yeah, that applies to so many things. Like, I wouldn't show... If I was showing someone rap, I wouldn't show them, like, death grips or some, like, really industrial, <laughs> like, clipping or some, like, really industrial rap. Like, I would show them, you know, a Tribal Quest or somebody, like... Sure, yeah. That can be appreciated. Side note, I love Tribe. Oh, I know. Tribe, tribe is one so of my, good. like, all-time I got on a favorite. big tribe, tribe kick over the holidays. Yeah? Just, yeah. I mean, I, it, it comes and goes in waves for me, but, right, that, I course. mean, they're, they're one of those go-tos. Kind of like... Um, you know, for me, and I'm gonna get a bunch of eye rolls, but like John Mayer or Dave Matthews is yeah, yeah. for me. Like right. I always, I always go back to them eventually, sure, um, because they're just kind of my home. Mm-hmm. And um, as far as like rap music goes, um, and you know, I, you, as everybody can tell, I'm a very <laughs> skinny, nerdy white dude. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Going yeah, yeah. as far as uh, as far as rap music goes for me, um, Tribe is like where where my home is. Mm. Um, but anyway, bourbon. Yes. Um, <laughs> Sorry. All these analogies. No, it's all it's all good. It's all good. Um, I think my my problem with showing somebody bullet as an intro is that it's a higher rye, so mm. it's spicier. Right. Um. And like I, I, that's why I think too. That's why a lot of uh, people who are first time drinkers don't drink a whole lot of wild turkey, because it's also a higher rye. Yeah. Um. So it's just a little bit harsher on, on the palate. Right, exactly. That being said, though, you know, it is on the lower end of the spectrum in terms of proof. Um, bullet. Uh, yes. So I, I can see that being uh, more approachable than, you know, anything higher proof is, right. what, is what I'm getting at. Um, I think everybody needs to try Jim Beam at least once. Sure. <laughs> I mean, you got to have that. Respect the classics. Yeah, of course. Um and, you know, Jim Beam's not my favorite. And I just realized, too, all three of what we're going to be drinking tonight is from the Jim Beam distillery. It is. Um, a really cool distillery, by the way. Again, have not been there. You should go. It's cool. Um, I, I would love to. We passed by it. We went to Nashville this weekend for New Year's. Oh, nice. Um, no, not nice. It was a miserable time. Well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> we had a girl get lost. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's an off-air story. It's a but fun New Year's. It was, mm, again, off-air story, but <laughs> yep, yep, it was yep. a rough time. But we passed it on our way down to uh, on our way down to Nashville, and yeah. um, you know that that's a great way to do the bourbon trail too. As a side note, um, is going towards Louisville because once you actually get past Louisville, um, you can hit Bardstown, which has right three different dist- or two or three different distilleries, and then you know onto Laredo to go to Maker's Mark. And, yeah. Um, all that good stuff, and bring it on back around to to Lexington. And my know, only and my it. only recommend with the the Bourbon Trail, maybe not as much as we've done it, but break it up. Oh, I, for sure. I it, cannot imagine people do it in one day, and I don't know how. Oh gosh, if anybody can do it in one day, call in. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> almost a feat of time. Oh no, that, I you'd mean, have to start at like nine in the morning. Yeah, at, at the very earliest. I mean, I don't know if distilleries even open earlier than that. Yeah, and then but, close at maybe five. And I've been thinking, yeah, exactly. But I've been thinking about that, like. Tours are what an hour long. Yes, and then you have a tasting. Right. Then you have to drive to the next one. Right. And then it you is know, you have to day. go through the whole thing again. So yeah, it is almost a weekend or two weekend 
kind right. of deal. Yeah. And I mean, you're going to get burned out on it. So to be point. honest, you get yeah. really tired of hearing the basics the of how bourbon is made. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, that's why different distilleries offer, you know, cocktail classes. Right. Or, you know, the history of the, of the actual distillery. Um, like, you know, Buffalo Trace just started the, uh, the oh, what, do they, what do they call it the bourbon pompeii tour mm. um that they just uncovered the e.h taylor distillery that was uh underneath not underneath but it was kind of tucked away I, I don't remember the, the specifics of it um but it yeah you can go and like you know do something different that's um, really cool and to be fair i don't think you have to do the tour to do the bourbon trail i think i don't can, think you do either i think you just go up to the desk and get the stamp if you want but what's the fun of that hey, that's exactly what like, i was do about it to say if you're gonna do yeah. it I mean, make make the most of it. Right. Um, just I just got a little bit whatever, of. I got some shirt. of that um, nuttiness on the that mm. last sip of that. But anyway, so here's where uh, we're kind of been leading with all of this. Um, we are collaborating with it's Bourbon Night uh, to do. Uh, I, I don't know the best way to phrase this. Um, we're trying to pool. Uh, suggestions for what's the best bourbon to give to a newbie Mm. um it can be you know what you started out with what you would prefer somebody to start out with um and if you have suggestions at us yeah (laughs) at my bourbon shop on twitter uh and instagram um you can use the hashtag this is my bourbon podcast to reach us as well um with your suggestions um What's a, what, we got to come up with another hashtag for people to use. Like bourbon for beginners? Mm, baby bourbons? Uh, <laughs> sounds like we're giving bourbon to a baby. Bourbon for babies? <laughs> yeah, no, that's even worse. <laughs> with a Z at the end and a four in the middle. <laughs> Infant. Can you put numbers in hashtags now? Yeah. Uh, oh, can you? I don't. Can you? I don't think you can. I saw a really cool hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> so have you seen the trailer for the movie Annihilation? Yes, I have. Due to Made Ex Machina, Natalie Portman yeah, movie. Yeah. Their hashtag is Annihilation, but it's all spaced out weird. It's like A N N H I L. Like, it's really cool. Can they do that? They can't actually do that. It was Twitter, a hashtag. Man. I don't know how it worked. They must have signed, bizarre. signed up with Twitter. It's really interesting. Huh. Very interesting. Yeah. I'll have to, I'll have this to is my up. baby bourbon? Nope. No. I think, I think maybe just beginner bourbon. Yeah, better than bourbon for beginners. That's so a yeah, hashtag. so use um, at at Beg us. Burb. Big burb, Beg burb, Beg burb, B E G B O U R B. Gosh, there's your hashtag. That sounds so weird. Beg burb. <laughs> it sounds like a burb. It sounds like if an alien came to our planet and watched Sesame Street <laughs> and it was like, oh, my favorite Sesame Street character is Meg burb. Meg burb. <laughs> I love to cook them on. <laughs> <laughs> that Moel is really my favorite. <laughs> I love Ert and Bernie. <laughs> really we dumb. need to do a whole spinoff show of Sesame Street. Called just... Sesame Street. <laughs> uh, With the umlau over the over the U yeah. and Stroot. Oh my god. Oh, we have fun here. Um, so I think <laughs> I really I... love Victor the Trash. <laughs> <laughs> is he is he German? <laughs> no, it's just Oscar the Grouse. Okay. Just, but he's purple. Okay. 
<laughs> oh, anyway, so use the hashtag, use the hashtag beginner bourbon. <laughs> Susami Stroop. S o o s a m e s t r o o t. Susami Stroop. It's my favorite show for children. It comes on BPS. <laughs> Oh, things are going off the rails, and yep. that's okay, because yep. that's what happens when you drink some bourbon. So anyway, <laughs> use the hashtag uh, Beginner Bourbon, and this is my bourbon podcast. Um, the two separate hashtags. Um, at us, <laughs> at my bourbon night. Beginner Bourbon and this is my bourbon podcast is all one long hashtag. There's um, all your characters. At us, uh, at my bourbon shop. You can also at it's bourbon night, um, because they're kind of the, uh, Chad and Sarah are really the brainchilds. Brainchilds? Brainchildren. Brainchildren. Behind, wow, behind I've never this. heard brainchild pluralized. Um, I, I don't think I have either. Um, and also, that reminds me, um, you know what, I'll come back to it in a minute. I don't want to stray too much further <laughs> off the topic. Um, so you, use all of that um, to let us know what your uh, beginner, ideal beginner bourbon or bourbons uh, would be. Um, and in... An undisclosed amount of time, <laughs> because we haven't even figured it out yet. Sure. Um, we're going to be pooling all of that information, um, and we're going to be doing a crossover episode of It's Bourbon Night, and this is my bourbon podcast, um, where we talk about all of that and what we kind of think um, the best, most ideal uh, newbie bourbon is. Um, mm. So again, use the hashtags, uh, beginner bourbon. And this is my bourbon podcast. You could also use it, uh, use its bourbon night if you really want to. Um, at us at my bourbon shop at its bourbon night um, as well if you want to, um, and let us know. You can use Instagram or Twitter. Um, you know, it, it doesn't really matter. Whatever hashtags are sold. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Facebook now too, apparently. Oh yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, I mean that's been going on for what four or five years now. So, sure. I mean of it course. doesn't it doesn't matter. New development. Facebook. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, it, you know, we'll, we'll be checking it pretty regularly uh, over the next few weeks, months, whatever, uh, until we feel like we've got a pretty good idea of what uh, your go-to bourbons are for uh, beginners. Um, so all that being said, uh, we look forward to your results on that. Um, and that's I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and also... Uh, we are changing up the format of the show a little bit uh, for the rest of the year, and we're, I'm going to talk about this, and we're going to jump into the review uh, for the episode of Jim Beam, White Label. Um, Chad and Sarah are actually going to be recurring guest hosts on the show um, about once a month, maybe twice a month, depending upon their availability. Um, you know, they've got It's Bourbon Night, too, to deal with, so if they're able to do more than once a month, great. Um, so basically what's going to happen is that uh, every other week is going to be Tanner and Curtis, um, you know, or some or some or some iteration of, of that. Yeah, Voltron of us. Yeah. <laughs> Tonight I'm playing both the roles of Tanner and Curtis. Oh, you're not doing a very good job. Your Curtis impersonation is terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sounds a lot like me. <laughs> so you haven't really known what I've been weaving the two and out. The whole Susumi Stroop bit was all Curtis. Oh wow. Okay. Well, now I have to go back and like edit it in. <laughs> I'm going to do a video on YouTube where there's subtitles like per name. Or like per person talking. And that Curtis one's written said. like K-E-R-T-I-S. <laughs> <laughs> Susan Mistrude. Mr. Mistrude, man. Um, anyway, so every other week is going to be um, Curtis and Tanner. 
And then we're going to intersperse some guests or friends on the show um, between those weeks. Um, and it's either going to be, um, you know, friend of the show, you know, like we've done my dad before in the past. Uh, the next week's episode, uh, spoiler, is actually going to be um, my father-in-law, Brett, um, who is the inventor of the Lincoln Avenue, which is by far the best uh, bourbon cocktail I've ever had and you will ever have, too, if you Same decide here. to. Yeah. Uh, Tanner can attest. I mean, it's it's phenomenal. It's incredible. Um, and then a uh, week after that, Curtis and Tanner are going to be back on. And, then, and I think after that, um, Chad and Sarah are going to have their first official episode as recurring guest hosts of the, of the yeah. show. Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun um, once everything really starts getting off. Um, I wanted to kind of solidify a little bit more, uh, you know, a regular schedule for sure. the show. And I think this is a good way to um, keep it going. And, and you know, it... it it gives us a platform, and or it gives really Chad and Sarah rather a platform to talk about. That's one of Marie's old toys. Yeah, Tanner's I, holding I, up a very nondescript form of uh, or bit of rubber <laughs> that used to be our dog's. Toy. Sorry to completely derail you. No, that's okay. That's okay. I just wanted to let you know before I forgot. Sure, thanks. Um, but it's it, it'll give Chad and Sarah a platform to talk about stuff maybe that you know they can't expand upon as much on their YouTube channel. Um, it's Bourbon Night. Uh, so, you know, the podcast isn't just about, you know, us rambling for an hour and a half about bourbon. It's also, you know, trying to help other people, um, talk about bourbon or, or learn how to talk about bourbon or, you know, giving them the opportunities to, to do this. Um, so it's also about Sesame Street. <laughs> I almost actually said Sesame Street. The official show of the podcast, Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> all right sorry i'm gonna we're, come off that bit we're gonna we're gonna have to come up with some kind of theme song shirt. oh gosh <laughs> <laughs> Don't we're talking do the, the only musician in the room and yeah. uh you know something something's gonna come of that um anyway so be on the lookout for what's <laughs> what's gonna happen in the future we got a lot of good things just thinking of what that song could be i'm sorry <laughs> Oh man. Okay, I think we've uh, I think we've about wrapped up the uh, the topic portion of the show. <laughs> With that bizarre ending. That was a very strange way to, to end all that. Hold on. Mm. Had to drink water. Um, all that being said, let's move on to uh, what I think is really the ideal kind of um, not ideal, but you know what a lot of people consider to be bourbon. Mm. Um, we're gonna do a review of Jim Beam White Label. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Really? I love that we're doing the review. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, whoa, don't get like, ahead of yourself. I was like, um It's fine to mix. No, yeah, no, it, it's it, good to have in the house. You know what? Let's 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 review it before we actually like sort of a preview. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to do pre-review and it's just the word preview. preview. I'm real dumb. <laughs> I thought I was being super clever. That's why I pronounced it weird. This episode was brought to you by Tanner's th- uh, Thesaurus. Yeah. It's just redundant. It's just the word preview. <laughs> is that where? Hold. Is that where? Well, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess review and preview probably have the same root origin. I think that they're similar. In Brothers and words. Origin, nature. There's the bottle. And that's the end of the bottle, folks. <laughs> we okay. both. We know. are both drinking half a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> no, we. we I, mean, only, I only had about four or five ounces left in it. Um, I'm I'm gonna be honest. I'm not really super looking forward to this. Really, you know, I I'm not a huge fan of Jim Beam, but it it'll be fine. it'll be interesting to to do this. Um, 
For those of you who don't know, and you probably do, uh, Jim Beam White Label is an 80-proof four-year bourbon. Uh, it is distilled by the Jim, Jim Beam. By Mr. Beam himself. By Mr. Beam, yeah. Um, <laughs> Mr. Beam. That's funny. Huh. Like Rowan Atkinson. Look at that. <laughs> There's another show idea. It's Mr. It's Mr. Bean, but it's um, like Jacob Beam, like way yeah, back in the day. The first bourbon is still... No, no, no. He's but just knocking over bottles. We got it. We got like, it. <laughs> flipping off the queen somehow. <laughs> How'd the queen get to the distillery? I don't know. It's a silly show. Oh, my gosh. Uh, anyway. Um, it's, What's that? There's Big Boar. <laughs> Big Boar. Here comes, Mo- you get on here comes Moel. <laughs> <laughs> goes to dump a bottle out, and it's Victor the Trash. Oh my gosh. Curtis is going to miss so much not being on this oh, episode. This is, we're going to have to bring all of this back up next time. Of course, without no any introduction. Yeah. He's going to have no idea yeah, yeah. what's going on. Previously on Susami Street. <laughs> <laughs> Previously on Susami Street. <laughs> Big Barb. <laughs> what? They all sound slightly Swedish. <laughs> Big Barb and Moel. And Hurt and Bernie. <laughs> Okay, so we're both drinking uh, this Jim Beam out of uh, Glenn Karen's uh, Christmas present, by the way. Thanks, Glenn. Um, Glenn's Karen. This is an episode brought to you by Glenn's Karen. <laughs> Thanks, Glenn and Karen, for the sweet cups. <laughs> it's funny because I sound way drunker than I am. I know you're not I'm drunk really at all. Not drunk. You're really not. Um, high on life. Before we before we get to it, I would like to say um, our good friend Tom Monarch of the show. Yeah. Um, recently lost his mom um so in that spirit we want to send this cheers out uh to tom and his family um in memory of his mama and uh go hug your mama yeah so cheers Cheers. love you tom and that's jim beam yes it is (laughs) you know i had um i had jim beam Distiller's Cut last night for the first time in a little while, um, which again is another one of my top five uh, bourbons of the year. Mm. Um, Jim Beam's always kind of, ha- I mean, it, it has a really, really distinct profile to it. Yeah. And one of those things that I hadn't really been able to put my finger on until last night was the nuttiness that's on the, the palate. Um, well, I have to text my wife back. My wife. <laughs> my wife. Um, that being said, there's that caramel and like a splash of vanilla, and that's about. And that's it. All I get on yeah. on the palate. The nose for me, kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it doesn't really have one. No, I mean it. It, it smells generic. <laughs> it almost smells like chemically. Yeah. Or yeah. I mean, not in, in, not in like a, it's... It's not caustic, but it's... It's just... It smells like a really strong cleaner, in a way. Yeah. And I mean, if, if I went up to somebody and I said, smell this before you try it, they would say no. Mm, no. <laughs> I think. That being said, I I actually do like this better in a Glencairn. I've never had Jim Beam out of a Glencairn before. I like it better in the Glencairn than I do out of a Rocks glass or, or Highball I mean, or something like that. I'll say this. It is 
Is it uninteresting? Yes. Is it bad? No. <laughs> no, I don't think it's bad either, but... It's easy to drink. Oh, for sure. It's 80 proof. I mean, if it right. if this is hard for you to drink, then welcome to the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to have you here. Can't believe that you've uh, sat through an hour <laughs> talking about Susan Street. <laughs> <laughs> um, th- there's basically no finish. I mean, it's all, it almost tastes like a graham cracker. <laughs> yeah. It's there and then it's gone. Yeah, it's, it, there's just, it's very generic. Um, but, you know, I, I could see, you know, I could see as a... Yeah, there really isn't a finish, is there? Mm-mm. I could see as a first-time bourbon drinker trying this and being like, I could do this. Right. You know? I mean, yeah. it's, it's... It is a good introduction. Yeah, it, it's not inhibiting... <clears throat> In too many ways. I mean, you know, it, it doesn't really challenge you, but, you know, you're, you're drinking bourbon. I tell you what, it's probably great for things like bourbon balls or... Oh, yeah, for sure. Maybe cooking with bourbon. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to just in, envelop something in a bourbon taste that yeah. just tastes like this is what bourbon tastes like, I think Jim Beam is fine. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, I think I got this... Did I buy this bottle? No, I got this bottle as a Christmas present. Hey, I got this bottle as a Christmas present last year. Thanks, Glenn and Karen. <laughs> uh, but Jim Beam runs for what, like fourteen, fifteen, yeah. fifteen dollars, something like that. Um, so all that being said, repeat listeners know uh, of our rating system. Uh, but if you are just now tuning in for the first time, we have a rating system of nose, palate, price, or nose, palate, finish, and price. Um, I, I keep trying to say nose, palate, and price because that's how it started out, and then we added right. in we added in the finish, finish. later on. Um, that is out of five. And it, yeah, every every category is out of five, and then we tally it up at the end for a total score out of twenty. Um, typically, um, our <clears throat> our bourbons that we kind of fall in the in the favorable side um, are at about a fifteen or sixteen out of twenty. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and the only one that we've really disliked, I think, was the Old Forester 1920 from a few weeks ago. Yeah, what I give it, like a nine or something? Uh, we didn't give it very high, but I'd, again, we're going to revisit that sometime in the future because I don't, I don't think that that was, I don't think that that was a <clears throat> good rep. Excuse me. I'll get there eventually. <laughs> okay, I'm good. I don't think that was a good representation. <laughs> I thought you were doing a cool kid thing and shortening representation of rep. No, I was all about. No, it. I don't think it was a, a good representation of um, that bourbon as a whole. So, um, you know, no offense to Old Forester, I, I really do like the um, the nineteen twenty. So, I, I think we need to step back and, and check that out again. Um, so, all of that being said, uh, Tanner, do you want to go first? Or? Sure. Okay. So, Curtis? start up. No? All right. All right. Uh, Silent as ever. Had to get that joke in. Um, nose? Really none to speak of. It's kind of hard. Uh, so I would, I would just give that a one. I mean, it doesn't smell bad, I guess. Uh, <laughs> it's got that going for it. It's um, not preferable. No. I wouldn't buy this as a candle. Although the Jim Beam oh, candles no. are actually pretty decent. Oh, really? Yeah. They don't smell much like this. They're much more vanilla Interesting. Um, Jimmy's gift shop, gift shop is baller. Uh, uh, Jim Beam Palette. That's their new line of bourbon. Um, 
I guess like a three. I mean, it's right in the middle of the road, right? Where it's just like, this is fine. <laughs> that's how that's how I view it. Yeah, um, like it, it's not going to turn anyone off, but it's not going to get anybody excited either. Um, finish one. Well, I don't know. See, here's the thing, because like it has no finish. That doesn't make it a bad finish. It's kind of like palette where it's like this has no finish. Some people might view that as a great thing. I doubt most people would. I was going to say, there aren't a whole lot of people who are going, yeah, I don't want to experience my bourbon longer than I have to. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Especially at this stage of the game. Yeah. If they're listening to a bourbon podcast. Um, unless they just really like us. So, yeah, we'll give it a We're two. charming as heck, man. Yeah. Susan B. Stroot, <laughs> you kidding me? Uh, I'd give it a two. And then, price, five. I, yeah, I mean... It, That's a great price for it, a bourbon. It really is. I mean... It, it's a great bourbon to have around, you know? I mean, just to kind of... That's an 11 I mean, for me. Okay, sure. Yeah, 11 out of 20. I mean, it, Jim Beam is what it is. Yeah. You know? I mean, Yeah, I'm not knocking it at all. I don't could, think it's a... I don't think it's a bourbon you just sip straight to enjoy. No. But if you want to put this in a cocktail, you want to put this in, a, in just some Coke or LA. Or I mean, I, go it's, for it. it's great for a bourbon and Coke. I mean, I, I think it, it is. is. Totally I, is. It's the ideal... Bourbon and Coke bourbon. Yeah, it's a mixing bourbon. Yeah, for sure. Um, it, for for the nose on me, I mean it. It's a one. Yeah. I mean, there, there's just really there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like I said earlier, there's like the ethanol, but that's about it. And the chemically smell. I mean, honestly. I would bump it down to a 0.5, but I'm trying to be at least a little bit nice because it is yeah. the best-selling bourbon of all time. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Got to give it some sort of cred. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, I, I'd give the nose a one. The The palate, I think I will also give it a three. Um, I mean, it's just, the, there's nothing super specific. Hold on. I want to I wanna take another sip so I can give you a real-time review of the, of the finish. Yeah. Looks like a three face to me. See, I get. Yeah, the palette's definitely a three just because it's very baseline. Yeah. It is standard bourbon. It I is. I think that is the best description of Jim Beam. Yeah. It is standard. It's not great. It's not bad. You know, I'd give the finish a two and a half. Oh, we're going to. <laughs> okay. Did we do halves? I, I can't remember if we do or we, not. We. Brought it back up. Uh, see, I don't remember if you were there for it. Because mm. Curtis and I definitely agreed on <laughs> doing apps. But I don't know if you were there for that. Okay, that's fine. We're on a 10-point scale instead of a 5. Yeah. For a total of a 40-point scale instead of a 20. No, I, I'll, I'll give the finish a 2. I mean, it's fine if you want to go halves. I don't care. No, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a 2. I mean, it's just there's nothing. There's nothing special about it. Okay. And then I, I think I'll give the price a four. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, I mean, it. there are better, <laughs> as as you know, I'm a huge fan of Heaven Hill Bottle and Bond. Yes. And the Heaven Hill Green Label, which is 90, 90 proof. Yeah. Um, both of those are under the 14 or $15 that you would pay for Jim Beam White Label. Yeah. Um, that being said, this is not the worst thing you can get. No, but that, yeah, and, no. and and uh, you know it is by no means the best thing you're going to get. Right. So I would I would give it a four 
um, solely because, you know, it is what it is. You can take Jim Beam or you can leave, leave Jim Beam yeah. any day of the week. Um, so, I mean, that rounds me out at a 10. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so 10 out of 20 and 11, 11 out of 20. Yeah. Um, which is about right where I was expected. It yeah, to I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't think that I was going to be, you know, scoring it as high as I did the William Larue Weller. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to its credit, I scored it higher than I did the old Forester. Uh, true. Yeah, true. So it is not bad. Which, again, that I'm not, I'm probably no. doing that for a disservice. I'm not trying to say that. No, it is not a. I'll say this about Jim Beam. It is. For, it is a good bourbon for its price. Sure, there may be better bourbons at its price, but you can't... If you've never had Jim Beam before, you're not risking that much of an investment to try it. Oh, no, not and at all. And you will eventually drink it. No, I... And this isn't a bottle that's just going to sit around forever. And, and even if you don't drink it, somebody else will. Someone will, right, you know? exactly. I mean, you are going to have somebody over eventually or know somebody that you can bring a bottle to who's like, yeah, I love Jim Beam. Right. You know, and all the power to them. I yeah, mean, exactly. You know, I... A friend of mine who loves bourbon, she basically drinks jim beam all the time really yeah that's like her go-to like that's and that's fine i mean yeah. I, I know somebody who drinks who Mr. drinks Cheap. kt mm. regularly right and i mean they're not a like seasoned bourbon drinker or yeah. anything but you know they that's just it's just kind of their go-to they drink it I mean, to get drunk they don't drink it sure, to yeah, you know it's a, it's really a cheap and easy bourbon yeah that is the best um, way to put it but you know one of the things that i i i, I try to you know make sure that I establish this when I'm talking to people about bourbon. If you like what you like, mm -hmm. good on you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for also, sure. Also, there is, like, after all of us just sitting here, I'm getting, like, a, a very tiny hint of cherry just sitting on my Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean, it's just barely there, but I, I have a little, teeny tiny little bit of cherry. Huh. It's not enough to bump anything up. Yeah. But it is just kind of hanging out with me. It's pleasant. Um, drink what you like to drink. Of course. You know, I mean, you do don't let, don't, you know, if you want to spend $100 on a bottle of bourbon, good. If you want to spend $10, that's fine. I feel you. You know, <laughs> I mean, it, it just, <clears throat> it just depends on your palate. It depends on what you can handle or afford or whatever, right. you know, I mean, don't. Don't let our word be definitive no, of course on, not. you know, I mean, it, uh, what we talk about is merely just suggestion. Yeah. Um, so all that being said, <laughs> would, would you buy another bottle of Jim Beam? Oh yeah, I'm sure I'll buy a bottle I, of Jim Beam. I got another bottle upstairs. Soon, yeah. It's you just know. one of those bourbons you keep. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just a bourbon you have on it's hand just supposed if somebody to be wants to mix or if somebody yeah. wants to just have it's just supposed to be something that's there it's a it's a mainstay yeah and i think you know like bullets creeping into that you know makers right. is there woodford is kind of there not so much i think because you know woodford is kind of neither here nor there sometimes right you know um, depends on the household probably yeah exactly um you know but it jim beam is jim beam yeah you know i i i Really appreciate the fact that they have stuck to their guns for so long, yes. too. I mean, they're they're not changing a whole lot to um, accommodate 
the current market. Right. I mean, they know? do that with some of their other bourbons. So I think. Sure. Yeah. Jim Beam. Jim Beam is a. a Jim Beam White Label is always going to be Jim Beam White Label. Right. Of course. You know? I mean, it's a it overall is a a fairly solid and, and I'm trying to give it more accolades than what I had scored it. Yeah, and but I don't I, think eleven's a bad score for Jim. Like I or ten or whatever. I think. It is so undeniably itself that no matter what we score it, people are going to... It's not going to change anyone's opinion of Jim. Mm-mm. And I don't think either that, you know, what we just said is going to make anybody want to go out and buy a bottle. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I will say this. If you've never had Jim Beam, try it. Oh, gosh. If you're... If you're drinking... I'm surprised. Oh, yeah, I am too. Especially if you're if you're listening to this show and you've not had Jim Beam. Um, but I think it is a, a great bourbon to... Um, introduce people yes to the to the Agreed. or to use to introduce people to the world of bourbon yes um so all that being said still go buy and buy go and buy a bottle of jim beam yes just to have around if nothing else yep you know it, it it's just a it's a staple that's all so tanner yes this is the time when we would normally move into our segment recommendations right However, right. I want to pose this to you. Okay. A rename. Okay. Did you guys come up <laughs> no. with this last week? No. Okay. No. okay. This, this has a, been me. me this, uh, is a, this is a Perry Ridge. I've been postulating on my own for this the past a, few. Perry Ridge? Perry a Ridge. Oh, okay. There was an O in there. I, yeah. I couldn't tell. It's a Perry Ritter joint. <laughs> um, it's like a Spike Lee joint. I, I kind of wanted to rename this and, and let me know if you think it's a little much. I will. Tips and bits. I love it. <laughs> it's just dumb enough. I think that it's. I think that it's a little bit better than uh, than recommendations. Yeah, perfect. Because recommendations is a bit of a mouthful. So I think this is tips and bits. Love I think it. tips and bits is our, our love it. Uh, our, our best way to to name this segment. Perfect. And you know we're drunk enough at this point to be like oh, whatever. Um, so what are some tips and bits that you have for people? Um, and you know, we are going to include like the idea of recommendations under this umbrella, I think. Okay, good. Cause so, that was the only thing I was prepared for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> my recommendation this episode is, uh, a book, uh, a book we read books are for nerds. We talked about games earlier, so I had <laughs> nothing to talk about. So I thought of a book while we were sitting here. Um, actually there are two books, very <clears> different, <throat> one more mainstream, one very niche. Um, there is a design book that I got for Christmas called A Smile in the Mind. I'm actually going to mention three books now. Uh, there's a... Jeez. I'll, I'll be very quick. Uh, <laughs> no, smi- it's all good. A Smile in the Mind is a, a book about wit in graphic design. I think it has a lot of mainstream appeal as far as like if you want to learn about graphic design, this is a really cool way to do it because everybody okay. loves those articles that people post like, you know, the FedEx logo has an arrow in it or the Amazon logo is a smile and it goes from A to Z. Things like that, right? <laughs> that is th- That is a very easy thing to appreciate once it's pointed out to you, I think. Um, a little bit harder to create and this book is sort of on both sides of it. it I think what I like what it does because it mentions humor and if you analyze humor to death it no longer becomes funny right so they're like we're not going to analyze this wit to, to death we're just going to put it on a pedestal and you can look at it um, and sort of make your own opinions and there are tons of resource images it also talks about like the different ways designers approach wit as opposed to like you know adding two elements together subtracting one element from the other sure um, differences you know uh, overlaps it's really cool it's a very good book um, very pretty book it's a coffee table book it's great it's like 25 bucks on Amazon um, the second book <laughs> is called Uncredited um, which is a book of I actually got this as a secret Santa gift at work nice. it's a book of movie screen title sequences 
Interesting. Yeah, it's really cool. That's phenomenal. And I haven't gotten a chance to look at the DVD yet. Apparently there's a DVD, and I don't know if it has all of the sequences on it or just some of them. I would hope so. But uh, it's a Is really that legal? Cool... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's a really cool resource, um, just seeing all of them broken down. Uh, the person who got it for me earmarked the Goodfellas sequence, because that's my favorite Oh, movie. nice. Um, really cool to read about. And it has a little, like synopsis of each one and how they came to be and the reason for them very cool uh the third which is much more mainstream is called devil in the white city it's a non-fiction book Not heard it's of it. being a it's being made into a scorsese leonardo dicaprio movie interesting um i read it before that was announced and got very excited when they announced that because scorsese is my favorite director as goodfellas obviously um <laughs> and it is a book both about uh hh H. hughes who was a serial killer and the Chicago World's Fair. Wow. And they're, they overlap. He was a serial killer during the World's <laughs> Fair. And briefly, like, he, he had a hotel, um, or he had a, a place where women could stay, and people were flocking to the city for the World's Fair. He would kind of lure them in. He was an incredibly charming guy, and then kill them. Very interesting. It's a super interesting book. The fact that the Chicago World's Fair of 1892, I think, 1894, it was a weird year. Um, the fact that it even happened at all is fascinating after you read the book, like just all the things that shouldn't have happened that did, mm-hmm. um, and sort of their last grasp for the Ferris wheel because they needed to beat the Eiffel Tower. Super interesting book, um, from both sides and I can't wait for the movie. I think it's a really cool read. It's nonfiction too, so it's legit. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, I had, I had something earlier and now I can't think about it or I can't think of it, think about mm-hmm. it. I'm tired. Yes, yeah, <laughs> worn out from. Uh, I have at least one phone or one friend that uh, can track your phone. <laughs> <laughs> Does this have anything to do with the fact that you lost someone? In Not even phone? a little bit. Okay, wow, um, interesting. No, it does Abs- no, of absolutely. Course. Of course. Um, let's see. Uh, if you are in Frankfurt, uh, go to their Kroger Wine and Spirits and pick up a bottle of this uh, Knob Creek single barrel. Um, it, very specifically, this is barrel number five four four two. It, you know, it doesn't have any. It's not like the Henry McKenna single barrel, which is a bottle and bond, and you know has to do with the whole distilling season or anything. You know, it is strictly barrel five four four two. You know, just just if you're around, because I I think it's great. Um, I'm looking forward to actually. Uh, reviewing it here in a, a few weeks. Um, in a couple weeks, I think we're actually doing a 1792 foolproof. Nice. Spoilers. Um, but, you know, that was a, a bottle that Kurt picked up re- uh, recently mm-hmm. um, that we had talked about, uh, talking about, talked about, talking about <laughs> <laughs> on the show. Um, if you can get your hands on the Super Nintendo Classic. Good luck. Good luck, but I mean it. It's a lot of fun, you know. I mean, especially if you're a '90s kid, yeah, or a, you know, an '80s kid who who grew up with all that. You know, it, it's it's a good time. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything. Oh, the Detour. You all know, right. I've been watching the Detour like crazy with Lucy mm. recently. Uh, wash your hands. Don't don't get sick. Good advice. <laughs> Always wash your hands. Always wash your hands. I, I don't understand people who don't wash their hands. I don't either. It's so habitual. It's so habitual now. It's, it's like ingrained it, I mean, it, it's so. It, it's a no brainer too. Right. And I don't mean to get it on a so, on a soapbox or anything, but like <laughs> soapbox. soapbox is almost what I said. Well, don't. I don't mean to get it on a soapbox, but like, you like you go into any bathroom and it's basically provided for you. Right. Like it's right there. Why? Why? Why wouldn't you take advantage of that? Like it's free bathing. <laughs> <laughs> and the most like 
basic of, of ways, sure. you know? I mean, take take advantage of that. <laughs> bathe. And get, it's your, not, get your bathe on. Yeah, bathe. <laughs> bathe, brush your, everybody. Brush your teeth. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my rant for the, for the episode. Anyway, um, I just want to say uh, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, this has been a, <laughs> a roller coaster of an episode. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you get when you get the two of us in a room. Oh, man, no kidding. Um, Tanner, where can people find you on social media? Uh, I'm at Tanner B Cheney for all things. If you want to check out the stream, it's at Dormstreams or Twitch.tv/Dormstreams. Yeah, check that out. I, I've watched a, a couple episodes actually, and um, I. I I enjoyed it. Not that I like. It's always interesting to go into something that you don't know a whole lot about, <clears throat> and listen to people talk about it. Right. Um, I, you know, I love video games. Sure. I don't play them a whole lot. I'm not like a diehard gamer or anything. Yeah. But you know, I, I always like hearing people who are passionate about something talk about that thing. Um, so yeah, definitely go check out Dorm Streams. Thanks. Yeah. No. I mean, hey, we're all about plugging here on the show, yeah. right? Yeah. Um. If you would like to reach the show, you can email us. Uh, this is my bourbon shop at gmail.com. Uh, at my bourbon shop on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us on Facebook at this is my bourbon shop. Uh, if you would like to send us a question or a comment or anything, use the hashtag this is my bourbon podcast. Uh, leave us a rate and review on iTunes. Uh, let your friends know if they aren't a big fan or don't have iTunes or Google Play or whatever that they can go to Bandcamp now and start listening to the show um, for free. You can download it for free. Um, you can also use that to uh, you know help support the show. Uh, there's an option up to pay if you would like to. You know, of course you don't have to, but you know it's always there. Uh, and that being said, you can become a patron of the show at patreon.com slash this is my bourbon podcast uh, with all those different tiers that are up. Uh, if you want to reach me personally, I'm at prider1492 pretty much across the board. Um, it's not that hard to find me. <laughs> I'm there. Hey, if you want to listen to my music, I don't know if I've ever plugged this. I yeah, have music. I have music, too, online, prider.bandcamp.com. You know, it, it's, good stuff. it's out there. Um, I'm in the process of writing a new album. Oh, nice. Um, I should have a... I, I, I'm in talks to have a show in February um, with a guy from Nashville, but he hasn't emailed me back since, like, the beginning of December, mm. end of November. So oh, I don't know, if, don't know if that's going to happen or not. But right. um, be on the lookout. Um, I've got a, a bunch of music up there um, if you'd like to listen to it. Thank you all so much for listening. I think that's... We don't. I don't feel like we say that enough. Thank you for listening. For you sure. know, we're we're just getting our, our feet on the ground in terms of you know figuring out how to do all this. Yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> and and where we fit into everything. Um, and you know, the more you let your friends know about this show, um, the more you tell people that it's something worth checking out. Um, the better chance we have of being able to hang around longer. <laughs> <laughs> We don't want the, the bourbon craze to die um, by any means. Uh, and as long as you're listening, uh, we're always going to be here. Um, so with all that being said, uh, we will see you in a couple of weeks. Uh, but until then, my name is Perry. I'm Tanner. And this is my bourbon podcast. <laughs>